You are listening to the Forfeit Fatherhood Podcast. And we're having conversations with dope dads covering the four pillars of fatherhood. We call it the Fit Fatherhood Formula. Faith, family, finance, and fitness. That's right. These dads are setting the pace in business and fatherhood. This show isn't only about the outside success. We're getting down to who you are. Gentlemen, it's time to get fit. And and, 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 and now, let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Forfeit Fatherhood Podcast, a podcast for fathers, by fathers, with fathers, uh, where we talk about the four pillars of fatherhood, which I consider to be faith, fitness, family, and finance. Um, and we got another another exciting guest here today. I'm, I'm re- actually really super excited to talk to this brother. Um, you may have heard him on the radio. Um, he's been he's been putting out great music for for a long time. Um, and you, if you haven't seen, heard him on the radio, you've probably seen him or seven or eight versions of him singing a song a cappella. Um, and I know I know those who've been circling. My sister has sent me that video like four or five times. Like, yo, I know him. I've seen this before. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But every time she's so excited about it. So uh, I'm excited to have L Young join us today. L, won't you tell us a little bit about yourself, brother? Hey, uh, well, born and raised in the uh, great city of Louisville in Kentucky. Uh, moved out to L.A. about 20, 20, 21 years, 20 years ago, something like that. 21, I think, um, uh, to pursue my uh, um, solo music career. And I've been you know, out here grinding and working with uh, artists ever since, working with the likes of Stevie Wonder, Quincy Jones, David Foster, um, uh, a bunch of um, uh, artists and, and uh, just living the dream, man, and just putting out records and and just uh, trying to reach my audience and, and leave an imprint on the world, you know, uh, musically. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much me, man. Yeah, man. I, I like I said, I'm excited to have you on here, man. Because uh, one, I haven't had any celebrities, like celebrity celebrities, on here. Um, <laughs> two, I haven't had anybody drop like Stevie Wonder or Quincy Jones when they when they, <laughs> 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 you know, it'd be like they, people be talking about, yeah, Steve from the neighborhood, but not Stevie, not Stevie, <laughs> right? So that's different. That's different. I mean, you guys are in for a treat. Um. On your on your on your uh, on your bio or on the, on your kind of information, you put plant based plant based father of seven. Now that that's obviously something that's important to you uh, since you kind of lifted that. What is uh how is that how is that journey going going plant based? Because I've considered it, I've dabbled in it. I never made it longer than a week though. Uh, so <laughs> so let me know <laughs> how's that how's that journey going? It's it's really challenging um, when you live a really fast paced life that's not um, that's not uh, regimented or routined. Um, it it it, it could really be challenging if you know if you know do your meal preps and you don't have everything set. And and with a person like me, I'm on the road sometimes. Sometimes I'm flying here or I'm driving three hours somewhere uh, to do a show and stuff like that. It can get a little little uh, challenging. You can hit some hiccups, but for the most part, it's been very rewarding. Um, uh, I've seen the health benefits um, and, and quite quite quickly, uh, to be honest. Because um, I remember when I first went vegan within two weeks, I just, um, just issues of bloating and, and gas and just feeling just always just uh, 
uncomfortable. Uh, just kind of just dissipated. You know, I felt lighter. I wasn't necessarily lighter yet, but I just I felt lighter. You know, and then all of a sudden I started, you know, see my bone structure in my face and and just just stuff like that. I was like, okay, and I'm not. I hadn't even really started working out and stuff heavily yet, but just getting the inflammation down from the dairy and and the meat uh, products and stuff it really helped. And um, you know, it's kept me out of the hospital. And and you know, not that I was going to the hospital before that, but you know, I'm getting older, and it's like you know, you got to consider those things. Like you know. Um, Man, you know, the joints is cracking when I get up now and stuff. Just little stuff that's different from, you know, 10 years ago. It's just like, okay, I got to start considering, you know, uh, what quality of life I want to have in this last, this last uh, part of my life, you know. Right, right. Is, it, is that what, is that what kind of led you to, to take on that journey just as you were getting older or was it, was it just, just because? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was just because I'd always had, um, um, a, a interest in in maybe being vegetarian or you know veganism or plant based wasn't really um, the thing I had dabbled in before. I'd been a vegetarian before for two years, and I, and I and I felt a little better doing that. I've always kind of had an inkling to to doing that sort of thing, um, but um, it was just one day, man, and, and, and moving out to the city of Ontario at the time, um, there are a lot of dairy farms and a lot of animals around and I would drive past them every day and I had to deal with the smells, deal with all of that. And I would just kind of be like, man, I'm, I'm eating this, you know, and it kind of, it started weighing on my conscience. And, and, and then one day I just said, you know what? I just, uh, I'm just gonna try to stop, I'm just gonna stop. And I, and I mentioned it to my wife and she was like, let's do it. And, and having her on board, and, and so enthusiastic about it and, and getting no pushback. It was just like, you know, okay, it made it a lot easier. And when we started and I started seeing the health benefits, that's when I was like, okay, this is what, this is what I'm, I'm gonna try to stick with this long term. Nice, nice, nice. So how, how long has that been? It's been, uh, it's going on six years now. Oh, wow. That's a long time, man. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're full on plan. Like, yeah. ain't no going back now. Like you're locked in. <laughs> right, 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 right. Okay, yeah, that's dope. <laughs> that's dope. Now let's let's get to that. Let's get to the second part of that, right? So plant based is the first part. Uh, father of seven. Now I'd say seven is more than anybody else so far on the podcast. So, so you are right now the king of fathers. You the king. You know, I had a, I've had a grandfather on. Uh, I have my dad. That episode hasn't come out yet, but I have my dad on. But as far as like numbers, you got it, man. You the champ right now. So. So, uh, so tell me about that, man. Seven, seven kids. Well, I started early. I, I, I started when I was just a kid, uh, basically. Um, and uh, I had three really, really early in life uh, biologically. I moved out to California, started doing my thing here, and I built a whole new family here. I got married and had two with my wife. Uh, who are much younger than my other kids. And um, and then she had two from a previous marriage, so with my two stepchildren, so all together it's, it's seven. Nah. Okay, okay. So so um, you said really young. How was how was that becoming a father? Because I, I mean, the guys on here and, and, and fathers in general struggle with it. I was 29 and I had my struggles with it. Um, how was that like having a child really young? Um, do you... <laughs> 
You don't really, well, I'm just going to speak for myself. I, I know probably a lot of men can identify with this, but, but I'm going to make it personal. It's just that I didn't really realize the, uh, the magnitude or the importance of, of having children and what that really meant for what my responsibility was and what my role was in their life. Only thing I, I was concentrating on was was getting money, building some type of legacy for them. You know, I still want to be a rock star. You know, that was all that was in, in my mind. So I missed a lot with my early kids. And and to be quite honest, my relationship with my uh, with two of them is just not it's not it's pretty much non-existent at this point. And it's something that uh, it bothers me to this day. Of course, I'm still trying to work on it. Um, it's going to take a lot to repair that. Uh, me and my first, we had a we had a, uh, a period where we were clashing a lot. Now she's 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 like my best friend. It's like it's it's crazy, you know. We uh, we, we talk every day, and you know, we share memes all day, and we we in constant communication. We're just so much alike, and she's she's a music artist as well. So. Um, so, you know, thank God, you know, uh, those things can be repaired, can be worked out over time. But but at the time when I was, you know, uh, uh, a new father, it was just, I didn't get it. I, I didn't get it, you know, and uh, especially when things weren't working out with their moms, I was just, you know, like, you know, hey, I gotta go, I gotta go do this, I gotta do this, I can't, you know. And that was that I wanna provide for them thing kicking in, but I didn't realize as, as uh all sorts of other things to that too, the protection, all of that, that, you know, I kind of lost sight of that being so young. And because of that, man, I missed so much because the stuff I'm seeing now with my, my two younger boys, man, I, I, I wouldn't trade in those moments for anything. And I wish I would have been there for a majority of those moments with my uh, other children as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's never too late, right? Like there, there's always, there's always time for it. I was, uh, I was talking to somebody the other day, um, and his kind of came back together through, through a tragedy, but, but, uh, they were able to kind of start building that relationship, you know, 20 years later. Um, and so I would, I would just say, man, there's, there's still time. Like you're, you're, you're still dad, regardless of the situation. Um, and it is, you know, it's not, I don't think that it's going to be easy, um, but, you know, you, you continue to be hopeful and pray on it and, and, you know, things will happen exactly the way God planned them, you know? Um, okay. So, so you got the, the three older, you got the, the two youngest, and then you got, you got, you know, I, I hate using the word steps. You got, you got your bonus kids, right? Um, and they're, they're, they're all your kids, right? So you, you, you own, I mean, on your father to all of them. Um, what, what's the what's the, what's the genders, boys and girls? Like what we got? Oh, we got uh, two girls and the rest boys. One, okay. Three, what three? I'm sorry. No, see, that's, that's probably seven. Three girls and the rest boys. Three girls, four boys. <laughs> okay. 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 All right. Um. So so then so you you, you know kind of looking back at it you can see where where things are were different right now because you're involved and you're present you're able to be there you know in different capacity um how are how are you kind of different now as a father other than just being there right like what what's what's your what's your mindset fatherhood wise now versus you know looking back at you know obviously back then right 
build a career. If I become a rock star, then I can go back and take care of them, right? There's always that opportunity. Um, you're still on the rock star trajectory, right? You're still putting out, you know, music that's on the billboard charts, right? So that's still happening. Um, but you're also being present. Like what 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 was the shift for you? What what kind of changed? Well, the shift is is, is that um now it's not so much important about what I'm doing um for me, but more setting them up. You know what I'm saying? So I'm investing more time and more money in what their interests are and what they want to do. Because I, I understand it's not only important to 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 offer them some kind of financial stability or freedom for the future. I mean, that's great. You know, if we can get to that point where they got they're set up and they got money to do whatever they want, that's that's cool. But let's be honest, that doesn't always happen. But what can happen? is that while they're young and they're developing and they're figuring out what they want to do in the world is that, you know, I'm putting time and effort into allowing them to cultivate those gifts, giving them a place to express themselves and, and do this. Oh, you want to play ball? Oh, you, you want to try basketball? Okay. Let me get you in a basketball camp, stuff like that. Oh, you want to play, you want to play drums? Let me, let me buy your drum set. Let me, let me get you a, a teacher. Let me, uh, let me put you in performing arts school. Let me do this. Let's figure out doing those things to help to help nurture what they're they're going to do because they're going to want to build their own future at some point and i want to make sure that that i've been there to help them uh, facilitate that instead of just off trying to make some money thinking that okay once you got money you can do whatever you want to do if if, if you know if, if the mind is not right the mindset is not right they don't understand hard work they don't understand uh, uh, uh how to how to go out and get things on their own you know your kids can blow that old legacy away that you leave them, you know, if you don't, you know, if you don't uh, set them up right, set them up with the right kind of mind. So that's, that's what's different for me now, man. It's just like, it's just about the kids really, you know, I don't, I don't really care to be famous anymore like I was when I was younger. I just want to provide for the family. I just want to do what I love and be able to provide for them. And, uh, and at the same time, I want to be able to be here with them. I'm not interested in going on any long tours, being out of the country for three months, six months. No, if I can't take them with me, then no, I'm going to I'll come for a weekend. I'll come for a week. I might even do two weeks, but I got to come home. I got to be home. I, I love coming home. Yes. Let's just know what it is, man. Now, was that was that a, a kind of a natural transition, like something that just kind of happened over time? Or were you were you kind of more intent, intentful, like kind of taking action to to make that happen? For me, it kind of happened naturally over time. Um, but for some people, you know, it doesn't. I think, but I do think you have to be intentional in that. You have to be intentional to to be there, to, to come home, to be present. You know, it's important for children to see when they wake up in the morning, you know? Um, it really is. Um, if we could just, if I could just kind of think about when I was a kid, you know, um, it was important. I mean, I, I couldn't imagine if I woke up uh, a few mornings and my mom wasn't there. Like, you know, and she's all we had. You know, it, it would be really weird. It would be really uh, unsettling. And just to think if my father was ever in the home and then one day he wasn't. Right. Or, or like, you know, just it, it, it's, it's very important just to, to be present. And when I say present, not just there physically, but, you know, present, involved, 
uh, and have a, a personal relationship with the kids. And I, and for me, that kind of that kind of just happened. Just I don't know. My interest just like, wasn't intentional. Just my interest just kind of shifted to them because because being here and watching them grow from such an early age and watching the mannerisms. That's another thing. It was like, it was like seeing myself all over again and learning myself. I was like, oh man, I do that. Oh man, my mother must hate it when I, you know, just like I, I was seeing myself all over again. It's, it's, it's kind of creepy sometimes. It's like you're looking back in the past, but also looking in the future when you're looking at your kids at the same time. And and that, that was the thing, man. When I saw that, I'm just like, man, I, I, I can't miss, I can't miss those moments, man. Those those realizations when they first figured this out, or they first learned how to tie their shoes, or whatever it is, man. So, um, yeah. But to, but, to, but to answer your question, uh, yeah, it was kind of a natural progression for me. Okay, okay. So you kind of you kind of mentioned, you know, seeing them kind of mirroring you like mirroring what you felt was like a younger you um mm -hmm. and you know you, you also mentioned your mom was all you had what, what was what was your relationship with your with your own father like was was uh was pops around or did you have any kind of relationship with him no i didn't have much of a relationship at all i was a, a side baby <laughs> you know so uh -huh. uh, he you know he was married and uh my mom uh, they, they did what they they did and i'm not mad because i'm here but uh, but um, they uh, uh, he I knew who he was. He came around a couple of times, uh, like Christmas. I would see him one time, and him and my mom was still kind of they were kind of cool. They would sit and talk, and he would bring me a bike for Christmas or something like that. And then I wouldn't see him again for two years. You know, it was it was little stuff like that. And then when I got a little older, uh, we we kind of you know tried to have some some kind of relationship it, it was just like i would bump into him places like i would see him places like i worked out at this, at this gym and and it was across the street from a hospital and he was a security guard for the hospital and he worked in the guard booth that was directly across the street from the gym i was going to the gym one day and he was coming into the gym to use their restroom and i bumped into him and then it was like oh hey blah, blah, blah. and then i you know we would connect like that and then we'd be talking for a week or so and then all of a sudden it just kind of kind of fade away again, but I got to see him um, uh, briefly before he passed. I got to meet a couple of my other brothers and sisters on, you know, on that side of the family and, uh, and, and got to uh, kind of make peace with him. We didn't really talk about it, but it was just a look that we gave each other and me repeating some of the same cycles that he did and me understanding having children not in the best situation, not being prepared for it, how it can really throw you off track. And nothing is as black and white as we we um, like to make it. I kind of understood. And I let him know I understood. And, and we kind of had this moment. And uh, it was cool. Wow. So when he when he passed away, were you a little, you were a little older in life? Because that's a very mature even though you didn't have the conversation, like that's a very mature understanding because a lot of a lot of guys don't ever get to that place, right? Where they where they're able to look at it and be like, man, that was not the best situation for him. And so while I would have wanted him in my life, like I understand the struggle or the, the turmoil that he might have had 
in his life, you know, having a family and having a wife, like, you know what I mean? To be able to, to do both, um, being mature enough to, to recognize that, um, is, is, uh, all right. It looks like you stopped recording. Um, looks like, you know, that, that would be, be tough to, to work through or to, to figure out, to understand at, at a young age. So were you a little bit older when that happened? All right, there we go. Yeah. yeah, that was 2010, so about 12 years ago when that happened. Um, right. and, and and the funny thing about it is, I didn't want to make a long story, but if if I could, <laughs> it was it was weird the way it happened, man. Because um, I was in town for my family reunion on my my mother's side, and and I. Um, had my other two children who I who, who I mentioned before I don't have a great relationship with. They were with me. I was trying to connect with them. I was back home. Um, uh, my oldest daughter lived in Los Angeles at the time with me, so she was out. She was out in Los Angeles, and uh, so I was back in Louisville, Kentucky, and I had my other two kids. We were trying to bond with them, trying to trying to get some kind of you know a relationship going after a while, and uh, and. Uh, it was the last day I was going to be in town before I flew back to LA. Something said, you know, call. I need to try to get in touch with my father. You know, they've never met him. I haven't seen him, and I don't know. I don't even remember what he looks like. Some just said, pull pull over this McDonald's right here and call your mom and see if she has a number on. I pulled over. And I called my mother. I was like, hey, you have a you happen to have a number on on my uh, my dad, I just she's like, yeah, I got a number. She had a number the whole time. I, I didn't even know. I thought they didn't talk. What? So she had a number, and I called him, and he picked up. He was so excited. He was like, oh man, you here? What's going on? Where you at? I was like, well, I'm just going to come by and see you real quick. I got two of your grandkids with me, and I just wanted to, you know, come holler at you, whatever, you know. And he was like, oh man, come. I, I, uh, where you at right now? I'll tell you where I'm at. And I told him where I was at. The McDonald's was at. He lived right across the street from that McDonald's. Wow. So um, I pulled in. I mean, like, literally, I could see his house. He's like, there's a blue house. You see that truck parked right side of this turn? Looked, and his house was right there. I was like, oh, okay. So I went to his house, and I'm kind of tearing up talking about this, man. Bad. But um, but I, I pulled in and went to the house and uh, met uh, two of my younger sisters, uh, who he, he was still having kids. He was like 70, so he was still having kids, man. Oh, wow. So, so I, I met two of my younger sisters, his, his a longtime uh, companion's girlfriend. Uh, they had been together for years. I guess he just said he wanted to get married again. Um, they had been together forever because uh, she knew me when I was uh, a baby. And um, um, from there, we went over to my oldest brother's birthday party. It was his birthday. So he brought me with him over to my oldest brother. That's where I met some other family. I met my niece for the second time, uh, one of my sister's kids, because she ran the daycare. I used to take my, because this kid came in, right? And my son, who was with me, they they dapped each other up. They was like, hey, what's up, man? They didn't see each other. I was like, where y'all know each other from? 
they went to daycare together. And at daycare, my sister, my, my sister's uh, kid, my niece ran that daycare. And I used to see her every day drop my son off to her. I didn't know that was my, my niece. You know what I'm saying? Wow. <laughs> and so, yeah. um, so it was, it was a, it was a, it was a really emotional day. I'm, I'm getting emotional talking about it. I don't talk about it a lot. It was a real emotional day. Um, we made peace that day. He was healthy. He looked fine. Well, he looked fine. Uh, smoking cigars, walking his own, driving, you know, he was very energetic, you know, had no problems getting around, no problems breathing. I didn't, I didn't see anything that would indicate to me that he was having health issues. And then, um, you know, he passed away and uh, you know, a couple months later, and had I not pulled over and went that day, I would have never seen him before that happened, you know? Right. So, so it was kind of like, it was kind of like a God thing to me. Like, you know, why would I pull over? Why would I have that thought at the time I was right by his house? Why would I pull over there right by his house and, and all that happened? So, so yeah, man. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's not like an emotional event, man. <laughs> that's that's one of those like divine intervention kind of things, right? Where it's like you you had you know you you had no intention of of doing that, right? Like it just just wasn't on the radar, um, right? But then just kind of like one, you hear, you know, you should check in with your dad, and then you also thinking to yourself, well, my my son and got my kids with me; they've never had a chance yeah. to meet him, like. So then, all right, let me get them the opportunity to meet their, their their grandfather. And then because you were just being obedient in the moment, right? Yeah. And because you wanted them to have the experience of meeting their grandfather, you were able to to get, you know, these these connections and, and, and meet some people you haven't met and realize like how, how closely knit things were. And right. I, I was, I was uh, the guy that I mentioned earlier, um, who kind of was able to bring his his family back together, it was a very similar situation. Um, his his oldest daughter, who he hadn't had a great relationship with, her her grandfather on her mother's side was passing away. Um, you know, had didn't have a long time to live, but they knew that it was coming, so they were you know kind of prepping themselves for it. Um, and so he reached out to her, hadn't had a real conversation to her, but he reached out to her. And uh, wanted to connect her with his father because, you know, he's still alive. And, you know, you're losing a grandfather, but I want to introduce you to, you know, your other grandfather. So you still have a grandfatherly presence. And through that, they were able to build their relationship back together because she got a relationship with the grandfather. And kind of like as a byproduct, got a relationship back with their dad. And now they're now they're really close. Right. Um, and it's amazing how. It's amazing how God kind of weaves these things together, right? Where, you know, he 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 had been trying to build this relationship with no success. Then all of a sudden, like I said, kind of through a tragedy, but it presented an opportunity for him to bridge the gap. And because he was able to do that and he was just obedient in it and just wasn't wasn't taking it personal, like, hey, I I just want you to have a grandfather. I'm not even looking at it for me. I just want you to have a grandfather. Boom. Now they have a relationship that's pretty solid at this point. Um, and the same kind of similar situation happens with you, right? It's like, right. one, you're listening. Two, you're like, I want y'all to meet y'all grandfather. If I can find him, right? If I can find him, let's let's make this happen. Um, and then not only do you get to get to get that opportunity to to see your father again before it's too late, 
Um, you know, you get to meet some siblings, you get to meet the family, like all this stuff kind of happens. And it's just so interesting to me, like how, how these things kind of like these, these circles are kind of always happening. Um, but it, but it just comes down to, to being obedient and, and kind of figuring out, yeah. let me just, let me just pull over, like, yeah. let me pull over. Right. Cause if it don't work, it don't work. Right. It, was, it already wasn't happening, but if I pull over and I make this phone call, magic might happen. Right. And, and literally being across the street, like how, how crazy is that? That's right. Then then, too, when you call him, he's super receptive to it because it could have been right. like, oh, no, yeah, no, I I haven't talked to you in however long. Like, I'm not interested, yeah. whatever, but like super receptive and open. And hey, let's go to your but like all this stuff is like, yeah. you know, and, and and I mentioned it earlier for you. But then even for him, you calling him, it was like, it's not too late for me, too. You know what I mean? Like, it's not too late for me to make that connection with my son, even though I didn't have the best relationship with him. He was probably like overjoyed, like, oh, man, I get to connect him with his brothers and sisters. Like, it's yeah. just it's one of those things. Like they say, when you become a parent, you never stop becoming a parent. Right. You become a father. You're never you're always a father. You're a father forever, um, no matter how strained the relationship may be, no matter how old you may be. When you get that opportunity to be a father in whatever moment, like just light up, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh man, mm-hmm. like I love when they, when my kids they call me to do something, even when it's something like I'm annoyed, like yo, I don't stop calling my name, but I think about <laughs> it like pretty soon they're gonna stop asking me to do stuff for them and they're gonna figure right. it out on their own. So I'm right. like, right, let me get in here and kill this fly real quick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just the little stuff that you 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 don't you kind of take for granted, you know? Um, yeah. But those opportunities are there and it's, it's important for us to always, you know, kind of take them serious, even when they're not serious, you know? Right. Oh, man. So, that's, that, I'm, I'm glad, you, I'm, I appreciate you sharing that with us. I could tell it, it, it tugged on you a little bit. I appreciate that. Um. Okay, so so you, you get to, to get to kind of make that connection. You enjoy that time. Um. Let's fast forward. Let's get back to where we are now. <clears throat> so, so you got the, the two boys, two boys, two girls with you right now that live with you. Well, I have my um, the, the two youngest boys, and then um, um, my third third oldest daughter uh, is back here. Uh, my my stepdaughter, but she, she moved back in not too long ago. Um, okay. Uh, and uh, you know she's a uh, she's a young lady trying to figure it out. Just recently graduated high school, and, and you know trying to find her way and stuff. So we're trying to guide her. Okay, okay. Now I got to ask you because I only have girls. What is it? What is it like? You know, having having sons, little little uh, micro versions of yourself. Like I, I can look at my girls and I see them do things that I do. I see them say things the way I say it. And some of it's like they're watching me and picking it up. And some of it is just doing naturally. Like they just have my personality. Right. But but it, I, it's got to be a little bit different to have, not only have your personality and some of your mannerisms, but like to look like you too. What right. Are, <laughs> what, you right. Mean, what is it like kind of parenting yourself? It, it, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's, you took the words out of my mouth, man. It's like, it's like parenting me. I mean, it's just... Uh, like sometimes I want to call my mom and apologize, like for <laughs> for little stuff. I'm like, man, I I, I knew that got on y'all nerves. Uh, or call my aunt 
And, you know, you know that time that you uh, went upside my head? I understand now. I still don't agree with you why you, you know, that you did it, but I understand why you went upside my head because I, I can understand how this could be annoying or this, that. It's just, it's just funny, man, just just watching them just do so many things. And like you said, some of it may be picked up, but some of it is just innate. And it's like, you know, you can't teach them that. Like, it's little things like, like my father went around, right? Uh, but I noticed when we were sitting at the at my uh, brother's, at my sister's house at the party, I was sitting a certain way. Then I looked over at him and his legs and crossed. He was sitting exactly the way that I am. And I see stuff like that happens with happen with my sons. It's like this stuff that I didn't teach them. It's just you know they chew this way because you know their structure, their faces is. is just like mine, so they're gonna chew you, you know, or they do certain things or listen to music a certain way, they do things, just just those things, man. It's it's um like I said earlier, it's like looking in the past at myself, being able to see myself as a kid, but also, you know, you recognize that yeah, they're gonna be here long after I'm gone, God willing. And that's 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 the future, you know. So it's it's man, it's amazing, man. I can't even can't even put it in words, man. Yeah, yeah. So when you when you and this is this is something that I I I work through. Um, when you're looking at them and you see, like you say, kind of see the past, like see yourself. Are you trying to? Are you trying to parent them like you wish you would have been parented, or, or are you just are you do you have like your own style? Because I for me, like I, I I'll let for example. Like my mom has a style, my dad has a style, and you know they were separated. And so I got I got moms most like most of the time I got my moms, and then when I went to my dad's, my dad was like ruling with an iron fist kind of dude, right? So I have things that I like that my mother did, and things that I I hated, right? Mm -hmm. And I, the same thing, like I have things that my dad did, and so what I, I do is I try to take parts of both and blend them with my own special sauce, right? Um, but yeah. I don't I don't think either one of my girls are like like me enough where I want to try to parent them like you know what I mean? Like they're they're so they're so like me but so different. You know what I mean? So I try to like give them their own little sauce of parenting. Um but do you feel like you're parenting you and like in the way you want it to be parented? Um that's a that's a good question. I think maybe um Maybe subconsciously I am. Um, I know that one thing I loved about my mom, I tried to do intentionally is to let them have um, freedom to express themselves any way that, that they want to. I don't want to tell them they can't do something or, or as long as they're not hurting anybody or being disrespectful or anything like that, I let them do what they want to do. I remember, um, uh, my son Issa used to dress up in costumes everywhere. Like we go to church, he'd be in a Ninja Turtles costume. And I wasn't about to tell him, this is church, you can't wear that. I, I, I let him wear it. And the church was cool with him wearing it. And he'd be in the aisles praising in a Ninja Turtle costume. He'd be doing little martial arts moves and stuff. It was the craziest, craziest little thing. But but I, I wanted him to be able to express himself like that and not feel like he, he was constrained. That, that is one thing. But then one thing I didn't have, because I didn't have a, a, a strong masculine uh, figure around when I was growing up, I didn't have anybody to kind of teach me how to 
you know, do things like look a man in the eye, you know, stand up, shoulders back, stand up straight, stop mumbling, say what you want to say, communicate properly, you know, see? so sometimes I could be a little stern, you know, with them and try to get them to, you know, to be young men or, or to, uh, to learn how to assert themselves and when to assert themselves, when to yield, you know, how to do things in their own, like, you know, take out the trash, you know, or, uh, you know, yeah, you might be afraid of the dark, but you need to go down there and figure it out. There's lights in the house. Figure out how to get down there. You know, I can't always do it for you, you know, so just little stuff like that. You know, those are things I didn't have, and I do that intentionally as well, so. Yeah, yeah, so I, like yeah I like that. I like that. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah it is. It's like I'm trying to parent them the way I wished that, that I was parented. That, that's true. Yeah. Hey man, the church says come as you are, right? So so Ninja yeah. Turtle, uh, you know what I mean? Whatever it is, come as you are. You in the he's in the house praising the Lord. That's that's what we want, right? <laughs> right. But I like I like that because, you know, allowing him to explore, right? Because I think like a lot of times in our generation our parents kinda like put us in a box. Like yeah. speak what's supposed to uh kids are to be uh, seen and not heard. Like, you know, we weren't mm -hmm. able to like really express ourselves somewhat, right? To some degree, right? And so some people took that first opportunity as adults and went like, went crazy. Yeah, exactly. Right? exactly. So I'm trying like, and I kind of do the same thing. We try to like give them freedom to express themselves. Like, and not, not, crazy right? right whatever that is right. whatever crazy is right but like within within some boundaries of like okay let's be responsible let's be respectful let's be all these things but like okay how do you feel right now how did that make you feel right like right. okay I, I came in you got in trouble right now let's talk about it because in reality when they're adults and something happens they're going to have to be able to talk it through right not just Somebody told you to do something, so you got to do it, and then that's mm -hmm. it. like you don't have any feelings about it, right? Um, so I told you what to do. You do have to do it, but let's see how you feel about it. Maybe we can go about it. Maybe I can do this thing where I can explain it better to you, what I really mean when I say this, that you understand it, so I don't have to say it no more. You know what I mean? So I don't have to get on you the next time because you understand why I'm saying what I'm saying, as opposed to me just saying things at you. Um, it's one of the things that I try to work on, but it, it's tough because when I when I say that they hear that, but then sometimes they want to talk, <laughs> they want to express themselves like right now. I'm like no 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 no, I'm still we we gonna come back to that. You got to be quiet for right now. <laughs> we gonna come back to you expressing yourself because you you're teetering on disrespect right now. Um, <laughs> and they're still young, right? And so I'm trying to keep that kind of in control because I know when they're teenagers are already everyone in the world is already said, wait till they're teenagers, right? So I'm already expecting that to come. And I don't want mm -hmm. it to be where like they're expressing themselves at me now and then as opposed to expressing themselves to me. You know what I mean? Oh, they're, yeah. they're saying, you know, saying how they feel as opposed to like uh <laughs> cussing me out or something and then you know then I gotta right. go to jail. You know, I, I don't want that kind of stuff, you know? <laughs> Send them on back to the Lord early. It may not to question you, but your will is your will, Lord. And if you want them back now, you can have them. <laughs> right? Uh, 
but yeah, that, that's the, that's the interesting thing because I, I always wonder, and I asked my dad this: Did he ever think about? Because I remember one time. Okay, let me let me story time real quick. Uh, I played baseball and football um, all through my whole life, right? Um, I was decent at baseball, better at football, but but uh, so I transfer my sophomore year to a, a school that's a much much better baseball school, like way better. Um, not as good a football school though, but I'm playing better football than I am baseball at the time. Um, and my dad's like, you know, kind of pushing me to to play baseball, and he's you know taking me to the batting cages when I go to his house and all this stuff, right? Um. But I end up quitting the baseball team. <laughs> I end up quitting the baseball team. And he comes to pick me up one weekend. I have to break the news to him. So we're mm. driving and I and I tell him and uh he, you know, he immediately gets upset, right? He's pissed off. Um and he says something to me and I don't know, I blacked out, right? I blacked out and I remember hearing myself say, I know what I'm good at. Stop telling me what to do. <laughs> and when when I finished being blacked out, <laughs> my lips were swollen. Like he, he, you know how you like when your mom hit the brakes and she throw that arm across your chest to stop you from going through the windshield. It was one of those, but it, there was the back of his hand caught all of my face, and I was like, "Damn, I shouldn't have said that." You know, like all I could all I could do was hold my face because my lips felt like they were out here. Hold my face and just endure like. Tears in my eyes, everything was all blurry, yeah. and just be quiet for the rest of the ride. But <laughs> so I don't want one of those situations, right? But yeah, right. I also think, like, is there a way that he could have said whatever he was saying to me and allowed me to explain right. why I didn't want to play baseball anymore? One, it was getting a lot harder because I was at a much better school and a much better conference. This is how good our team was. We had three guys get drafted out of high school. Oh, wow. He had a pitcher that was throwing 97 with his right, 93 with his left. Like we had, we had, and he wasn't one of the guys that got drafted out of high school. So the team had gotten significantly better. And I wasn't with my mom. I wasn't going to batting cages. I wasn't going to hitting lessons. I wasn't going to, like, I wasn't doing any of the extra work that these guys were doing. So I was falling behind. Right. I could see that. And I didn't just want to continue to be unsuccessful. So I was like, you know what? I'm out. And now as an adult, I get he didn't want me to be a quitter. He wanted me to try to figure out how to work through it, how I could be better. Um, he probably wanted to insert himself into helping me be better, right? Like I took that away from him because us going to the batting cages or whatever that we used to do was good, like quality time. And I immediately took that away from him uh, without his consent. So I can see where he was upset. But I'm always thinking, is there a way that we could have father to young son Talk that through without my lips right. being swollen. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? like, and so I'm trying to create that dynamic now so that I can have those conversations with my daughters when something comes up and it's not a comfortable conversation and it's something that, you know, I'm going to have feelings about, they're going to have feelings about, but we can have a conversation that helps us. Um, and and I'm just I, I I don't know if I'm doing it right. I guess I know when I get there. <laughs> I'll know when that time comes. But I'm just trying different stuff, right? Just trying different little things. Like oh, I didn't maybe I was I went too hard or, or not. I didn't go hard enough. Um, and I'm kind of playing that 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 juggling act right now. Mm -hmm. Um, 
as someone with with older like the the, the older children do you do you think that um not the not the oldest all right I, well you, you have a daughter now that you have conversation with that you have a relationship with um how is how is navigating that kind of stuff when there's tough conversations to have are you are you still like dad having a conversation at your kid are you having like because they're as an adult right you're two adults but you're still right. father right are you, are you able to have those kind of conversations yes and and, and i'm always going to be dad but i do recognize that she is an adult so i speak with her with the same respect as i would uh, any other adult i don't you know talk down to her even though she knows i'm her father and she's coming to me for advice or to get my angle on something i i still you know i'm respectful uh, I, I treat her like this is her life, it's her decision. You know, this is what I would do, or this is what I think is best for you, or this is how I see it, you know. But whatever you do, whatever you decide to do, you know, I'm here, I, I'm supporting you. You know, uh, I just, you know, this is where I see, I don't want to see this happen to you. This is what happened to me. This is how, blah, blah, me and your mom, and blah, blah, blah. I'll give her examples and stuff like that, you know. But I never talk like, um, you know, I'm an authoritarian or she's a she's a little kid under my um, my supervision or anything. I give her, you know, the the uh, the uh, free reign to make her own decisions as an adult, you know, and I'm here for counsel and, and, and all of that and, and support, you know, whatever decision she uh, decides to make. And because I treat her like that, our relationship has just grown and just blossomed into something um, um, you know, really beautiful when it when for a long time it was really contentious and there was a lot of uh, guilt and blaming and and you know a lot of that stuff. Like we hardly ever have disagreements and argue. You know, even when I tell her something she doesn't want to hear, she she actually listens. You know, and she might be like, "Well, I gotta go." You know, and she'll hang up. But then, you know, then she'll call me the next day, and uh, and it's like you know we never had that disagreement. You know. And she usually ends up doing what I advise her to do, you know, so that's great. Uh, can't say the same for her and her mom. They, they, they act, man. But, <laughs> but that's because her mother, that's her baby, and she's had her, her whole life, and she still, they still relate like um, mom and little kid, you know. But, you know, she, she's, grown, she's a grown woman now. She's in her 20s. It's like, you know, got to let her, you know, make her, Make her own decisions and allow her to mess up, allow her to make some mistakes, you know, and, and see for herself, you know, it's, it's going to happen. You know, I mean, you got to think about it. Uh, like I was telling her one time, like you and I, you know, we were, I was 19, you were 20 when, you know, when we had, I mean, we had no business doing what we were doing. And that was our second pregnancy. We lost the first, like I, the first one, I was in college when she, you know, and I'm like, what was I doing? Like, I mean, God, like, I'm trying to go to college. I'm the first one in my family to go to college. I had a scholarship and all this stuff. And I got a baby on the way. Like, what was I thinking? Like, you know, and and where were the people around telling us, hey, you guys can't be spending the night and doing all this stuff? And it was just like, man, we were, and I'd been with her since I was 15. Like, we were, it was just crazy, man. And to think. Uh, but we made those mistakes young and we did those things. And, and I, I got to kind of remember that when I'm speaking to my, my, my older kids, sometimes like, 
okay, they're going to, I'm here to tell them, you know, what can happen and, and, and try to show them the pitfalls and everything. But I got to understand that um, they're going to do some things. They're going to mess up, man. You got to allow them the freedom to, to do that. Hopefully they don't do too much damage, <laughs> but, but you know, you got to be there for them uh, to help them pick up the pieces when they do. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think even, even though they're going to, to make some of those mistakes and, and, and have some of those pitfalls, having a, like you said, someone around, right? Someone around to kind of, right. hey, maybe you shouldn't do that. Go ahead and do it if you want to, but here's what I would do if I were you, right? Like being able right. to at least have uh, someone outside of the situation who cares about their well-being, give them some input on it, right? Not tell them what to right. do, but just, hey, there's like, hey, I care about you. Maybe you shouldn't do that. Okay, go ahead and do it. But like, just remember, you know, um, I think that's really helpful, and, and it's 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 always nice to have, even when you don't like it, right? Right, right. Now, like, even now, my mom and dad will say stuff, and I'll be like, "Come on, <laughs> like, come on, like, look, I'm I'm full grown now. Like, I've been grown for a long time. Like, you, yeah, I know what I like. I know what I'm doing. Like, I know what I can do. Like." <laughs> I, I'm smarter now, though. I say that inside. It's, it's still inside. Right. <laughs> uh, and I just let them do their thing. And then, I, you know, I go do whatever I'm going to do. Um, but I always value my dad's opinion, right? Like, I'm always going to, when it's, when it's something that I feel like maybe is bigger than me or is something that I feel like he, he has a, a better grasp on, right? He's obviously been a father a lot longer than I've been a father. He's got two daughters and like he, he's been through this before. Um, he, so he can, he can kind of give me some, some game on it. And I may not agree with how, cause I was around, like I know what was going on. I may not agree with how he handled it. And it's funny to talk to him now. <laughs> and I don't know what happened. I say, I always tell him he got soft. It's funny to to talk to him now about stuff to do with his grandkids, and then think about the stuff he did with us. I'm like, <laughs> ain't lining up, um, right? But but he's very like he's he's very like wise when he talks about the grandkids, right? And with us, it was like do what you told kind of thing, right? Um, but I always like like going to him and kind of asking him and, and seeing what he says, and then I'll laugh to myself about like how nice it is when he says stuff about them. Um okay, so so let let's let's do this. Um you got seven done. Finished, yeah. Finished. Okay. My um, <laughs> one omega. That means the last. So very <laughs> yeah, I'm doing it on purpose to remind myself every time I say his name. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> all right so so you you obviously they're they're going to grow up and you're going to you know continue to parent them through that are you looking forward to since you've got adult kids are you looking forward to be being grandpa now um no and, and only because only because um i know they're not necessarily ready to be parents yet that's the only thing. I just want to make sure that they, they're they ready and they understand the, the, the gravity of what 
what they'll be taking on being a parent, you know, because mm-hmm. that would make it easier for me to be a grandparent and not end up being a, a parent again. I don't want to, I don't want to be the one taking care of the baby or, or I'm sure that, the, you know, uh, their mother doesn't want to be one taking care of, you know, because mm-hmm. I don't want any more kids, you know what I'm saying? I want grandkids, of course, but I don't want to have to have to take care and nurture and raise uh, a whole new baby again. Not, not, you know, not why I'm out here trying to still be on the road singing and all of that stuff. So. Gotcha. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. I know, like, now my kids are young, so every once in a while, we, you know, we talk about legacy and leaving things to them. We always talking about, uh, you know, when I'm a grand, when I'm a grandpa, I want to just sit back with my grandkid. You know, I, right. I, I say these things, but I'm not not wishing grandfatherhood on myself. I'm just looking forward to the future. And I'm always curious as, as you get older and you get adult children, like you see on, on TV, you see on movies, you, people talk about, when are you going to give me them grandkids? And I'm always like, do you really want them to have grand? Like, you know what I mean? Why not like, like, let them enjoy their life and grow and mature. And then, and then when grandkids come, they come, that timing will be right. But like pushing people to get married, pushing people to, to have kids and all that is, crazy because kids are super like they require so much of you requires so much of a change in your life to like wish that on somebody is almost cruel (laughs) you know what i mean like kids are a blessing but like wish it on somebody when they're not ready it's not cool right (laughs) all right so so i don't want to take up too much more of your time i mean you, you share some some really uh really touching moments with us and i appreciate you kind of giving us uh, an insight to your journey as a father, um, and that that's continuing, right? Because we talked about fatherhood is forever. Um, forever. That being said, what does uh, what does fatherhood mean to you? Um, fatherhood. Um, I think of the word father. I think of the word further or farther, and um, I just want to provide them with the tools necessary for them to go further than, than, than I have. You know, I want them to be better at whatever it is I was trying to do or whatever I was trying to learn here on this journey on earth. I want them to be better at it than, than I am. And, and I just want to, uh, to nurture the environment that would allow them to grow into those type of human beings that can take, take it further than I did. That's, that's what it is. Like, Passing the baton, it's what it is for me. I like that. I like that. Father, further. Yeah, I like the little play on words too. Okay, um, here's my next question for you, and it's a two part question. Um, first part is, you are putting on a show, right? Um, and for this for this show, it's a special event, um, like an exclusive crowd. You are. You wrote a piece of music that that is an original piece that you wrote specifically for this crowd. This crowd is all fathers. Um, mm. What is what is the song that you want them to hear? What is the mess? I guess the message of the song that you want them to hear. Uh, um, the show must go on. The show must that be the song? The message I want to. I want to send to him because, you know, regardless of the setbacks, regardless of the, the, the financial uh, strain, regardless of problems with baby mamas or, or marital problems or any of that, 
it don't stop. You gotta keep being a father to your kids. You have to. It doesn't stop. And whatever you can do to try, and I'm speaking, I'm preaching to myself, whatever you can do to try to repair those relationships that may have been severed because of a bad relationship with their with their moms or or time or distance or whatever it is. Um, you still got to uh, continue to pray for them uh, every day, even if you don't talk to them. And you got to be the one to make the uh, first, to make the effort, reach out and uh, and, and try to repair things. Um, show must go on. You can't stop. Bills don't keep coming. So you got to keep going out there, going to work. They need your constant protection, your constant providence, your your constant arms wrapped around them, your constant love, just the show must go on. That's it. Wow, I like it. I like it. Okay, second part to that question. Um, again, again, you're 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 writing a song, um, but this song, and I'm a, I'm a date us both. This song, well, not date us, but this song is um, gonna go on a CD. Right, and we're gonna go, we, we we got a disc man. It's old school disc man. The headphones, it's not wireless. It's hooked up. It's got one song on the CD. Um, we got seven copies of the CD. Each one goes to each one of your kids. What is the song or the message you want them to hear? Love is a verb. One of my songs I already wrote. Love is a verb. Um, it's not about what you say, it's about what you do. And um, um, hopefully they'll know that I love them by my actions and what I did, um, even if I didn't show them um, through affection or through words as much, but but my sacrifice, my, my work, my dedication, and my, um, my um, commitment to trying to lay out a uh, foundation or legacy for them. Um, hopefully they'll see how much I love them as uh, my actions. Uh, that's all I can leave. Love is a verb. I like that, man. Action, action makes it happen, right? Like we can talk right. about it all day, but if you're not taking action, I love that, man. I love that. Um, dang. I appreciate it, brother. Look, look, man, I, I won. One, I, I like I said before, celebrity, right? <laughs> um, so, so I know your schedule is busy, and I appreciate you taking out the time to to talk with us, to share your journey, to to talk about fatherhood. Um, hopefully, uh, one of the brothers uh, is able to to hear this and and have um, the ability to to take action, right? To to love as a verb, right? Um, I know I'm going to listen to this episode again and see where I can pick things up and, and take things and use them because selfishly, the podcast is also my opportunity to talk to fathers and their experiences. And I feel like the more, the more guys I can talk to, the more experiences that I get to have, you know, vicariously, and then I can parent my children better. Um, so my hope is that other brothers are able to do the same. Um, if, if the guys want to reach out to you, uh, you know, want to reach out or where, where would they be able to find you? I know you're kind of everywhere, but where would you, where would you direct them to?
Awesome. Awesome. All right, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time out. I know time is time is, is everything when you're a busy dad. So uh, I appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule. Yeah, God bless you, brother. Uh, have a great rest of your day, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right. You just tuned into another episode of the Forfeit Fatherhood podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you once again for listening. If you haven't already, go ahead and follow me at you can call me coach on Instagram. Also follow the podcast at Forfeit Fatherhood, the number four and the letter U on you can call me coach. Uh, go ahead and flip over to the next episode, man. I know you love this one, so you'll probably love the next one. Excited for you guys to hear it.